So you've, you've been gone from your house a little bit working, right? You're up north a little bit. You watch, yeah, a, fair amount of, you watch a fair amount of TV, I'm assuming. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. I you just ever, flip through channels. Right. You ever watch The Bachelor? Um, no. No. Never Me really neither. checked it out. Me neither. But there's about <laughs> a gajillion people on this planet that seem to enjoy this show. I, okay. I don't get it. What? What? I've never understood the concept to begin with. Like, don't don't men and women hate this? Like, I don't. With? Yeah. <laughs> like, isn't this like the like, opposite of the loyal relationship that you want? At the end of the day, once for me, it was once the cameras go away and you're like ended with them and you realize, wow, you just like did a lot of shit with a lot of other people. Yeah. Like when you're done, you get the ring. <laughs> and like before you make it to the reunion show, you have to like be with this person. And you're thinking, right. shit, there were 30 other women that this guy was with yeah. in the time that he was with me. Maybe he doesn't fully love me. Right. Does that not cross your maybe, mind ever? Maybe there's something going on. He just made us compete. <laughs> yeah. I mean. I know. It's, like, but this is a, this a show that is just massive. Like people bet on it. Yeah. People are like religiously watching this. There's I actual know, bets on it. I know. Yeah, my brother's girlfriend is in a bachelorette pool. Or ba- no, bachelor pool. Good. Sorry, it's bachelor right now. Bachelor pool right now. Oh my gosh. Like you pick people that are going home and shit. Do you like, think there's a? Nuts. Do you think there's a Yahoo fantasy team maybe that we can get involved Probably. in? Probably. You think we could start <laughs> like a fantasy bachelor yeah. league? How many challenges they win? How many there, points they is get? Is there keepers? Like if how the many person yeah. up, how many can they come is? back and be the next bachelorette yeah. and you get to keep them? I'll put 500 oh. on who they take next year, you know? That's the best <laughs> game. Is who's in the next uh, the next version? Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, that's funny cuz it just like, don't they just pick one of the people who didn't who wasn't chosen like yeah. the favorite one from the season Most that, of the time, oh, yeah, you're it's up just next. like oh, this person did really well on TV, so let's put them back on TV yeah. because we make a lot of money here. Yeah. Hey, you couldn't find oh. love. Let's try it again. <sighs> it's the most painful yeah. concept it's just like it's great for anyone that wants to make themselves famous mm-hmm. and like if you're trying to get a big following and do all that you know what that's the place to be whether you're not whether or not you want to find love you don't even have to get married you can make it to the end and win but you get divorced before you hit the reunion show anyways and you show up and you're like yeah it didn't work out between the two of us but we're still friends like that's all you I, have to uh, do you're gaining millions of followers by doing that I quite right. enjoy they just called it a win. You can get to the end and win. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a competition. It's not you. If you didn't make it to the end, you lose. But you win at life because you're now way more famous than you were showing up. Is that winning? Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, dude. If you're now making money doing nothing because you went on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, you're winning. I, congratulations. I guess, I guess so. I've been waiting for that. What a show. The ability to do, to do nothing and just make money from it. Yeah. Exactly. Isn't that what we're doing here? That's, That's kind of what here. we're trying to do here is do a lot of nothing and make money doing it. We're trying it. to do nothing. We're trying to tell we're you about just, we're doing something. We're missing but... half of it right now, and that's fine. That's Anyways, okay. welcome to the, the B&B Podcast where we talk about sports. Um, <laughs> where do you want to start? You got... Yes, you have entered into the right podcast. You're not. <laughs> um, <laughs> this wasn't some, some side B&B podcast, you know. Where... <laughs> no, this is it. You, you don't the have bachelor the, and the bachelor your... and bachelorette bo- uh, podcast oh, you know this isn't no. that no 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 this is this is a uh, this is us yeah. um i think we should start we could start with the ufc because it was a long time ago now so we really don't need to say much on it but uh conor mcgregor lost i don't know yeah. if you, did you catch the fight i actually watched the yeah uh, i got caught the highlights of it okay wasn't very much uh much to watch you know <laughs> not not really like it was a, it was no. a perfectly fought fight by uh dustin he did a great job yeah, um he absolutely. broke down connor real quick in the second like doing the leg kicks and stuff just completely butchered his leg 
And he beat oh, yeah. Aaron Square. Good, stood, like, at the end, they stood right in the pocket, too, and just started throwing bombs. And, like, they mm-hmm. were connecting each time, too. Like, they were well-placed and mm-hmm. still with a lot of power. And I feel like the first time when they when they faced each other, he was pretty powerful. Like, he wanted to throw a lot of power, but he just yeah. wasn't he didn't have able that. to hit him the way that Connor could. Yeah, yeah. Dustin Poirier in their first fight was not the Dustin Poirier we saw no. on Saturday. No. So, it's... Yeah, it was a good fight. Um, it's probably not what the UFC wanted because Conor McGregor's a cash cow and you want him to continue winning so you can keep making money. But in terms of MMA fighting and just the sport in general, it was a really good fight. And shout out to Dustin Poirier for beating one of the sports best. Yeah, I feel like it's a it's a win-win UFC. You know what I mean? Like yeah. McGregor wins, he's back in. You can justify him going, you know, back yeah. into a big, big title event. Yeah. Or you get him against Khabib, get, maybe. Absolutely. Or like, you know, Poirier is just like, back in it now he shocked the world and that's what everyone's talking about right so yeah but from a money-making standpoint connor's a much yeah. more marketable guy than oh. Dustin. but absolutely but i think this kind of opens it up now too though showing that mcgregor like he lost his last fight now a lot of these guys who have faced before like you know what i mean there's still the diaz trilogy yeah. there's still like people they saying they want to do dustin again round three because they want to do that you know they've been that. talking about even even him moving up and waiting jorge yeah. masvidal yeah. going at it like yeah they've they've had talks about that and all these guys have come out and said look i want to go again at him because they yeah. know that he was he's once... not what he was no absolutely they they smell blood in the water almost, a guy they're, they're sorry. Going for it. a guy like yeah. max holloway who faced him back in the beginning of his career like that's one that i don't right. think it's out there but i mean if you're max holloway going you know what i can show that this guy is not me dude, like, he beat did me, you but... watch his last fight I missed it, but I heard it was Dude, really good. he was talking to the announcers. He was throwing punches, talking to the announcers about why he's the best, and then dodging the other guy from throwing. Like, he was I bobbing, heard... weaving, throwing punches, like, hit, like yeah. sticking him in his face, too. Like, the way that he hit him was like was like a pop, and he stuck it there, and it's like, wow, he just got hit. Like I, I heard Cater was getting some shots, too. Like it was... Yeah, oh, man. he Holloway he looks back up. to that. It, it went to decision, yeah. right? I believe so, yeah. Good for him. But I just I remember that it was like the fourth round, and I, I don't know if he could hear the announcers because it's like yeah. it's super quiet in there, oh, right? There's so nobody I, think there. Almost, I think he could almost hear the announcers, and that's why he started talking back and, and yeah. just kept throwing punches and like dodging. Like, oh man, it was it was ridiculous. The one storyline you kind of bring it up there that kind of just got swept under the rug a little bit. There was a shit ton of people at the McGregor fight. Mm. Like, it almost looked like you're at 50% capacity at least, and it looked a lot, bu- like, busier than that at times. I'm like, Where, because isn't it, it's Fight Island, is it? It's in Abu is Dhabi, that? and I'm like, you okay. know what, maybe that's what it was, but I looked up Abu Dhabi's COVID numbers. It's not good. They're uh, not maybe good. They're, they obviously don't have the same, but there's a reason why he goes there, right? They, that's yeah. probably the most, you know, the place they're going to make the most revenue. So that's, that, I'm assuming that's why, because I don't think they've had yeah. fans up until that point. But then they were a shit ton of fans there. Like a lot of them quiet. They're looking at four thousand new cases today, and like they are on the up. Like was last week was the today's the twenty eighth. Last week was the twenty first. On the twenty first, they had thirty five hundred. So like they're going up, and I'm like that's strange. I mean, doesn't matter to me. I'm not anywhere near there. That's fine. UFC making money. Weird as the UFC that you're trying to protect your fighters and you're letting that many people in. I mean, I think like a lot of sports are letting fans in. Though you're seeing it even yeah. in in some hockey games and in football games. Football I know the Super Bowl they're gonna packed. have. Yep, Super Bowl they're gonna have fans there too. Yep. Like it just it's it's getting to a point where people are really they just pushing don't really that. seem to care. They're, no, they're really they're pushing really that envelope. They're yeah. they're having some guidelines, but at the end of the day, they they know the almighty dollar <laughs> rules. Yep. So yep, it's wild. Their 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 uh, curb is 
wild right now. Yeah. They, they were at a thousand on December twenty eighth. Oh wow. And they're now up to four thousand. That'd be tough in a day. I couldn't imagine that here. Eh? What we <laughs> you wouldn't be allowed to I mean outside we kinda here. did it, but like we came close, but like at least we shut it back down. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's weird. Yeah. They did not. That was the UFC two fifty seven. That was it's been a while, so it's really not anything big no, anymore. No, yeah. The shock is kind of the other over. thing that was kind of a while ago now was uh, the Blue Jackets and Jets completed quite the trade. I, I, it was uh, Patrick Laine and Jack Roslovic for Dubois in a fourth, I think. Was it a fourth or a third? Okay. I don't remember the exact details, but I, I know it was Roslovic and Laine going for Dubois for sure. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Who do you think won this trade? Is it weird to say no one? That's what I'm thinking too. That's why I ask because I, I I I don't know. I understand Winnipeg's mindset and they get rid of line A yeah. and you're getting you're getting a good center depth now, right? Like for for a playoff run, but mm-hmm. it was disgruntled uh, star for disgruntled star. Yeah, and that to me, like especially both so young mm-hmm. and like just entering the first year of their bridge deals, yeah. like that that doesn't sit well with me. And especially for Line A going to Columbus, where we just talked about Tortorello being a complete yeah, like he's already I'm a, I'm a pusher, you know? Like he he doesn't care he's who not you are. he's gonna coach. No. And so now it's up to Line A. And now it's like Torts play is a really big two way game, as yeah. as we said before, and that's not Line A's game at all. So no. that's gonna be a huge adjustment for him going forward, right? Yeah. I don't know. It's gonna be an interesting situation for him. I don't think Dubois is going to want to play in Winnipeg either. I don't think this is a move that keeps anybody no. anywhere long term. Like I don't. No. Like, I think if Pierre Luc Dubois is going to Montreal, he's probably locked up there until he dies at that point because he wants. To yeah, be this, they want him. But this is kind of just like you know you're you're digging around and hoping you strike gold somewhere and and it was kind of but as you said like it's disgruntled star but like can we really say star though like when I, we throw that star, no he's not like, quite at that we'll call him disgruntled A level player. Because he's right, yeah. one of the yeah, better two-way they bring forwards something, in the game. But we've also now seen them not do anything. We've also seen it where they just decide we're giving up, we're not going to produce. Mm. Line A didn't. All due respect to Line A, he wanted out right. since last year, and he put on some of the best hockey he's played in his We went about it. Okay, so we went about it. But Dubois didn't. But Dubois gave up. And I watched that I shift. Hate, like, I hate yeah, the I don't attitude know if you had about it. I don't know if you actually caught the shift that he got benched oh, after. It was bad. He was lazy, like to, to he was everything. Standing still, like he wasn't even <clears throat> taking strides, just coasting. Nope. And as soon as somebody came and like pressured him, he just gave up. It's like he gave yeah. him the puck. <clears throat> the two guys in the corner where he literally just stood up and went, "Yeah, it's yours." No, he he knew he was done. He gave up in that moment, and they gave up on him. And yeah, why would you want to go do that, right? If you're John Tortorella and you're trying to win a a season, that's that's harder to win in because every team now, at least like in your division, like teams are gaining points every night. You can't afford to slip up now because, you know, it's like every, you need teams above you are going to win. Yeah, like it's it's every hard game's a four every, point game, right? Because the per, the team you're playing is right behind you, yep. or right in right in front of you. Like it's right. you need to beat these teams every single night. It's mm-hmm. it's such a magnified season. It's crazy. Um, I think I'm happier if I'm Columbus because a they got Roslovic with him in the deal, so at least there's a piece that could stay because he is a Columbus boy, and b. I, if neither of them want to play there, at least you know that Patrick Lyon is going to give it his all, even if he's not happy, because he's shown that he's done that. If Pierre-Luc Dubois decides that he doesn't want to play in Winnipeg either, which strong possibility given the city itself, you'd have no idea whether or not that guy's going to show up and play for you. Is, uh, isn't Columbus Blue Jackets their owner? Is he not 
from Finland? He, their GM is Finnish, yeah. Finnish, okay. That too, so yeah, that, there's that connection yeah, there. That, that connects with Line A there, right? That was a, that was something like they. I guess in a way they kind of they would have come out the the better of the two, but I yeah. still think it's it's not really. No, a, I think it's a I think it's a, a wash, move that I wash, Yeah, it's not really a move where I've walked away having a, a better way, you know, or full. Yeah, but if I have to give the edge to someone, I think I probably give it to Columbus. Yeah, absolutely. It was a smart move. It was you're you're trading for somebody who absolutely like you said before, if he doesn't want to play there, he's still gonna pr- put an effort out on the ice though. Yeah, exactly. So so yeah, that started off our week. Uh our week kind of continued and I just got more and more angry at certain people <laughs> because the, we played the we played a Kachuk again. Can I just say that I love that they're split up and we will be seeing you'll see them 18 to 20 times. I think maybe 19 times total you yeah. see them. <laughs> a lot. We got to watch one of them. Yeah. play against us this year. Yeah. And the, this one made himself noted in game oh, one God. against us where he, I, there's, there's two, two separate incidents for me that I was just not liking Matt Kachuk. First one obviously made big headlines with the one with Jack Campbell, where he okay. gave him the big knee drop into the back of the neck. And like, you know what? That one, I, if this is any other player, I'm going, yeah, it could have been an accident because he was getting pushed a little bit. But it's Makachuk. And at some point, this accidental on purpose thing, you just know it's on purpose because it's Makachuk. And he's done it to so many damn people at this point that you just can't say it's an accident anymore. Like, you don't have the benefit of the doubt from me. Yeah, no, he's, he's definitely one of those guys that gets involved in front of the net and, and will we'll do what he can to protect himself mm-hmm. without having to worry about the other players, right? Especially if you're on the other team. Yeah, that's... but for a guy that's so strong on his feet during the play, and, like, you can't move him when he's in front of the net. No, absolutely. He seems to get really light after the whistle when he can get up in the air and then drop down on people, or when Tyler Myers gives him, like, a push to the chin with a fist and Buddy flies to the far boards. Like, it's those type of things that just, like, I don't have a lot of respect for Matt Kachuk for what he does. I'm not going to say that he's, he's watched his fair share of soccer, but... It seems you know, as though he probably is, play yeah, he's checked a little check a little footy here and there, you yeah. know. It's <laughs> yeah, because he's he's not a soft guy when he plays. Like no. he plays on the edge and he plays hard. But as and soon like, as the I whistles mean, blow, he he plays as soft as my pants. Yeah, I've seen him stand toe to toe with like Cassie. He's a big boy, and like yeah. he you know, he, he held his own. Really, he dummied yeah, Zach Cashin behind the net on that hit. Dummy. Right. Like right. he has the like, ability to play hard. He's a solid boy, but then yeah, no, I get, I totally get what you're saying. He he definitely, you know. Yeah. Fluffs it up a little. <laughs> yes. And then while that incident was the bigger one that got the news, the, the second incident was the one that pissed me off even more than the first one, was where you have 0.5 seconds left on the clock. And there's a face-off in Toronto's end. Yes, you have a chance offensively because we saw Tyler Toffoli do it with the Kings. But what he does, instead of going to the front of the net to try and get a tip on a shot, like the way they did with Toffoli, the guy skates straight into the face-off circle. Buzzer runs out. And he gives John Tavares a shot in the back. Well, they had to redo the faceoff because it was unfair. So Makachuk goes right back to his spot. They drop the faceoff again. And sure enough, Buddy goes straight to the faceoff dot and gives John Tavares another shot in the back. It's like that's just straight up classless. Like you have zero reason to be there. There's no hockey play on there. It doesn't make sense in hockey to be doing, in that dot. Doing what Kachuk does, man. I, exactly. I watched it last night that I think Brady got pretty involved with, uh, yeah, with the Brady. Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, they brought and that he was up quick too. Oh, but it was the it was the helmet. I know the rule yeah, is that yeah. if the helmet pops off, the lines have got to get involved. But even still, like fair, but they yeah, it was they want to go. You know, yeah. I, I'd let them. Yeah, that was. I don't like breaking it up. Game. I get the rule. I didn't know that at the time until I saw it in the comments. Yeah, 
It's a back of the head. Like it's but a fall into the ice thing. Yeah. That was brewing for Brady. He wanted that for three straight games yeah. against the Canucks, and they just wouldn't yeah. give it to him. Oh, they got like absolutely bent over those Shit, three games too. Three games like in a row. and they were said like, that Ottawa was a wagon is. <laughs> Dude. No, they they are showing their true colors, and that is a bottom. They they're a bottom of the league team, but like yeah. they're not like they're getting better. I think Ottawa could be good. I don't like the fact that they sign Austin Watson, and I don't like the fact that they have a few of the veterans that they have. But they are getting better, and they just got absolutely shit pumped by a team that was struggling. Yeah, but you, but you need those veterans there to teach young players mm-hmm. about NHL, and you need to hit the the salary floor, right? Mm-hmm. Like the cap floor. So, um. Just real quick. Actually, we'll get back to Matt in a sec. They, like, I, don't, I get why they signed their veterans. But given Austin Watson's past, I don't know if that's a guy you want in your dressing room, no? You're trying to rebuild the culture, too. Man. Yeah. Let's not forget, this Ottawa team had a Matt Hoffman and Eric Carlson. Mike, Mike Hoffman, yeah. Mike Hoffman, not Matt. Matt's the, what, the Matt BMX player? BMX, right? <laughs> right, right. There's, if day. they had him, there's a reason they're losing. Um, <laughs> but no, He'd be like, a great half that area. Intermission. <laughs> he whips around on the ice on the bike. Yeah, yeah all right, all right. Sports. But, yeah, no, Mike like, Hoffman. Yeah. yeah they, like, you're, well, just, you're they, trying to rebuild and change, like, a, a dressing room, right? And you're trying to get a better culture going. And, like, they tried to get rid of it with Mike Hoffman. And then they bring in a guy like Austin Watson. We don't need to talk about what he's done. You can look it up yourself. But he's not a good human being. And, like, I don't know how you would have respect for this man as another man. Like, I don't really... Yeah, I don't know if it's just maybe like I said, like a player, you know, like just to yeah. to fill it. I don't know how long he got signed for, but it was just. I think it's just a one year deal. But yeah, like they have a lot it, of those, right? Because they could try to less sense to me because players. you're telling me that that uh, Austin Watson is the one year deal you had to bring in. Like, there's so many guys. Like Anthony Duclair, you could have brought back, but instead you brought back you brought in Austin Watson. You could have brought in. Uh, he wanted some money though, didn't he? Like, he, and he was also his own agent. Let's not forget that. That's incredibly difficult Blair? to yeah. deal with. Yeah, when you decide, but he that didn't you end up getting anything. I don't, I don't even know where he went. He went to Florida. <laughs> right, that's right. He, he didn't get anything. He went on like a one year deal, no, or something. I, I he's only on a one year deal, if I'm not mistaken. I'm yeah, not like it wasn't it anything. Now. No, but it wasn't he wasn't anything big. It wasn't anything above and beyond. No, and this is a guy that you gave him a chance in Ottawa, and yep. he wanted to be there. Like, I I don't understand why you go away from your culture with a guy like that when you have Dude, a player in the process. Seventeen, yeah, he got one point seven mil. Yeah, so, one point seven mil. Like, I don't know. yeah, weird. Anyways, had... back on Matt because we're not done. No. <laughs> um, no. Game two of that series, Matt comes back around. And Toronto wins. Matt wasn't – I think he was, like, awaiting some retribution, so he kind of just played like it the entire game. He mm-hmm. was kind of a non-factor in the game. No, he, nothing, he was too focused elsewhere. No, nothing happened all game. Nobody went after him, and I think that could have – like, I understand protecting your team, but I kind of think it was the play because you didn't take any penalties. You didn't have to lose anybody, and Matt Kachuk played like shit because he thought something was coming all night. Yeah, and that's not really, like, to be fair, when I go down that roster – there's not really a, a guy that's going to run after you. You know what I mean? Like Wayne Simmons can do it, but I don't want Wayne but Simmons you, in the box. Dude, you don't want that. He's got, what, three goals? He's got three, three straight points? games now. Right. Like, I, I, Wayne Simmons is a guy that can beat the hell out of you, and I love when he did it to Sherrod, but he's not a guy I want to go do that just because. No. And that's not his style of game. No, like you know? he'll and fight if he has to. Yeah, he'll be the tough guy, but he's not out there looking for retribution like no, that, especially when it's, when it's Cashin or, really unnecessary. You know what I mean? They're going to beat them on the scoreboard. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
But they get through the whole game, and Jake Muzzin pulls the greatest move of all time, and he literally just turns and flicks the puck at Makachuk at the end of the game. And I'm like, it's not that dangerous. It's not malicious. It was just, you know he meant to do it, and it rattled Matt Kachuk. Like, more than anything that could have happened in the game. It had such a little nice, like, oh. flick to it, too. Oh, it, just, it, like, like... it looked like it was fluttering, but it, it came with a bit of speed, too. And then I love how Kachuk, like, tries to oh, first, yeah. he, like, he obviously like, tries goes, to catch, kind of it, catch it, misses it, tries to hit. swat it at him, misses it. Oh. And then he's like, I'm just getting up. I'm so frustrated. I just <laughs> missed everything. <laughs> so now I'm going to get up. Runs like Alex Semin trying to swing his right. arms around. Doesn't yeah. get anyone because the refs no. step in. Jake Muzzin's the, refs got in. the biggest also, grin on his face he can have. Oh. Jake Muzzin didn't look scared at all. You know what I mean? Jake Muzzin was just waiting for him to come in, and it was so funny when he did. And then the whole time he's just barking away, and, and everybody else yeah. is kind of looking around like, you know, nobody yeah. stepped in. I don't even think – Hull didn't even step in at all. That's how not serious the situation was. Was Hull watched and just goes, nah, like that – doesn't need me. Was, I think it was Matthews and Lindholm too. They were just standing on the outside, just like standing there together, not even. What's happening? How, how's it going? What do you, you got a game tomorrow? The, yeah, the greatest thing. Been, like... There was a picture of Jake Muzzin, and he's just got this huge grin on his face. And Kachuk's trying to like battle through reps. Of course and stuff, he and does. Muzzin just standing there yeah. with this like childish grin. I loved it. And then for Kachuk to go after that, go to the bench and start slamming the doors and throwing water bottles and shit. Dude, he didn't – but he didn't even get the water bottle because he missed oh, everything. Yeah. The whole thing's connected. He slid it. He, like, moves it. He's just like <laughs> – He knocked Poor Giordano trying to get in the door. He slams the door on the captain. Good job. Like, are you oh, – That's so funny. Now, apparently, yeah. the freak out afterwards had nothing to do with the play. Apparently, he was upset that his, that his teammates didn't come to his defense. But – at some point, you got to stop coming to the kid's defense if you're going to play that way, man. If you're going to be the little man, like, shit, you got to take it. But what do you mean defense? Like like we've said, that was such an innocent little flick. He yeah. turned around. The buzzer just went. Like, you think yeah. anybody's looking at Kachuk on his knees in the, in that, you know, at the goal line? No. no. Like, so he turned around and no. flicks him, and that's it. Like, it Half just the team it was, probably didn't even see it. Start. Right, and then like we said on the ice, like who's on the ice that's gonna I was stick up? Just for you? about to say the same thing. Like you've who's got who's on the ice that's gonna jump Kachuk, in there? It's uh, Goudreau, Lindholm, awesome, um, Geo, and I think Rasmus Anderson were on the ice, and there was one Wait, more, but I don't know. Goudreau's gonna Kenny Woo the crap out of the guy. Like no, you think Johnny Goudreau is gonna hold yeah. his own against Jake Muzzin, arguably the right. toughest guy? Or or like if you have Muzzin, then what Hall's gonna take care of? Hall's like twice his size. You know, yeah. it just it's not Hall's right. Behemoth. Austin Matthews is six four, two thirty. Yeah. Like it's we don't have small people on the ice. I, no. <laughs> like what are you gonna do? It just didn't you, make any sense. And that's not it's not anybody's game. Like the puck at me. Come on. You didn't come stick up for me. It's just it's not anybody's game to to do that. So just go play hockey, man. Like, he was whining. If you're Macachuk's I mean, a talented hockey player. Play like it. Just be the talented hockey player who's a pain in the ass. Don't be the chippy little piece of shit that does all this stupid shit after whistles. Like, just go play hockey. That's yeah. it. But this is so great, too. Like, all these little annoyances as we keep seeing them. Like, they're just going to keep building and building and building. Like, you know, you got the puck flip this time. Now it's, what's going to be next? There's going to be know? more. Oh, absolutely. Because they have to play each other. I think it's next week or the week after. Right. Like, you just – and it's – I love how quick it is, too. It's not like, yeah. oh, you know, we'll see them in two months. It's like, dude, we'll, we'll see, see them in a week and a half. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. we're going to throw it out. It's just, it's still fresh. It's going to be wild come Montreal time because like they don't play Montreal a lot in the beginning of the season, but there's like eight games against Montreal in like the last month and a half. Oh, I love it. It's going to be nuts. 
something like that's that. That's so good. Like, we're talking about a rivalry between us and Calgary where there was no pre-existing rivalry. I had no issues no. with Calgary before that series. Not a problem. I is, love most we, of that team. I still really like that team. I think they're really good. I just can't stand the way Kachuk plays, and it pisses me off every time I have to watch them play us. But we said that, though, that this is going to create new rivalries. Mm-hmm. This is going to create, you know, matchups that we've never seen before this often, and it's players are going to get frustrated. Like, almost like we know what we're talking about something. Oh, my gosh. I'm it's like, we're on the right track. We're, we're tickling the right track. Sometimes but when we're not talking about The Bachelor, we know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you keep that. I didn't even talk about The Bachelor. <laughs> Could have just sat there. My, my podcast could have been done for the day. I could have just been sit good. there and wave. Smile yeah. and wave, boys. Uh, Smile speaking, and wave, boys. Speaking of guys that know what they're doing, Alexi Lafreniere finally nets his first goal last night. And what a goal it was. Uh, Is it bad that I kind of forgot that he hadn't scored yet? You know, that's a long. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. It's, I think they are on game eight, eight or nine, something like yeah. that. And like, that's got to suck if you're Alexi Lafreniere, who scored like 7,000 points in like two years in, uh, in the queue. Because yeah, he's a guy that likes to score, and he can do other things. He's a unit, and he's really good defensively. But that doesn't get talked about. And if you're a, the number one overall pick coming in, you need to be scoring. And Especially what's great on to a me loaded is that, team like that. Right. And what's great to me is that says that you know he's he can finish those. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you're dude. worried if he's not finishing those. You that know, like that's great, where those perfectly placed, like great pass, yep. and then he just rifled that thing. Like right, no he knew exactly. What and it's like you knew those are the ones that you like to see. That's like okay, thank God. Like he's, yeah, he's like, oh, this kid's up. fine. He he'll okay, be yeah. fine. This is a kid yep. that if you watched any of him in his career, I went and saw him play live. He right. has more talent in his pinky than most of the NHL has. Like he's can, incredible. And, can we also like look at the, like this is arguably I honestly think this is the toughest division that they're oh, yeah. in this East oh, division for sure. For like sure. minus minus the Devils who are just kind of hitting some luck right now. All it's credit like to the Devils, they're really good right now. Right, that's what I mean. Like they're they're making it so the New York Rangers are are in last in that division, and the Mm -hmm. Islanders are shortly like are not far behind. Right, like that's a tough. Islanders who have been a playoff team for three straight years. But because you have the Capitals, the Bruins, the Flyers, the Penguins, who are all like well-known playoff teams. Yep. And then the Sabers, who are trying to make a, a case this year, right? Well, just think of the players in this division. You've got Ovechkin and Backstrom and Carlson on Washington. You've got obviously the Boston line. You've got. Philly yep. doesn't really have any stars, but they're deep. Uh, Pittsburgh's got Dude. Sid and Malkin. You've got Hall yep. and Eichel and Buffalo. Like, there's just star power up and down this entire division. Yeah. And, like, we're talking some of the game's best. Like, that's arguably 10 of the best 20 players in the yeah. Panarin And Panarin's on and Panarin, the Rangers. He, yeah. So, yeah, like, he's, he's stuck there. Right? Like, so, Benajad has been up there, too. Like, yeah, and you could argue, like, some people argue Matt Barzell. There's, like, Nico Heischer gets a lot of credit for what he does there without getting a lot of Nico the coverage. Heischer, former second overall pick. Right, like just was he? No, he was first. Two was he? I thought no, Patrick man, he beat Nolan Patrick. Oh, and Pat- no, Patrick that's right, because Devils, yeah, Devils were the first were, overall pick. Yeah. Right? yeah, so yeah, first overall pick. Yeah, exactly. Jack Hughes looks way better this year. That's our oh, first overall pick. We knew last that would season. happen. There, there's I some talent. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't think he had it yet. I thought with New Hughes? Jersey, I didn't in that division. Oh, I didn't oh, think this would be the year he pops off. But hey, yeah, no, he, he looks great. Yeah, that's what you rise to the competition. You know, that's yep. that's perfect. I'd rather see that. <laughs> yep. But hey, shout out Laffy. Uh, I love that he's scoring. It's great. I hope he continues his role, man. That kid deserves it. He's unreal. Uh, yeah. What uh... do you? I heard a point though, and I I wonder how you feel. Like, do you think that this is 
the weakest division now that we've actually started and now that you've seen after, you know, I know it's only eight games. Like, we're, we're under 10 for most teams. Right. But, like, realistically, we're, we're getting close to 10 games in now. Like, do you actually feel that this is now the weakest like division? This, like that Rangers division? Top to bottom. No, no, no. The, sorry, our division. The Toronto oh, division. Oh, I see what you mean. I think, I think it's the most even. And I think that might be why people are under the impression that it's the weakest division. Because I like all these teams are the same, and like they're playing each other really hard. But I think a lot of these teams would go out and compete and compete against other teams. Like Winnipeg's near the top of our division because they have Connor Hellebuck, and like he's dominating for them. Montreal oh, looks great all around. I mean, I've talked a lot of shit about Montreal, but they are on a heater right now, and they look Carey great. They probably, just, yeah, Carey Price is bad. Carey Price is bad, and they're still winning. Like. They're, like that's a team that I think is competing against other teams in the league, not Canadian. Mm-hmm. Toronto, obviously, they're a good team. They have an incredible lineup. They're going to be doing this against other teams. And then like Vancouver sucks in their own division right now. Uh, Ottawa sucks in their own division right now. But Vancouver's think, also had a lot of injuries. Yeah, too. Well, they like, were playing with five D at one point. Like yeah, that's what I mean. Like on their defensive end, it's it's real tough. But I wouldn't say like the division that still has the California teams in it. I. That's exactly what I was saying. Half that, that, our division that, is yeah. way better than everyone but three teams in that division. Right. Like, we, like are, the, I, I, we are easily yeah. in the top six teams of that division if we take the entire division. No, I completely agree with that. Like, that's exactly what I was going to say. And I, I, I just kind of kept hearing it that there was such a divide between, like, you know, from, from the, the Maple Leafs and, and the Canadians mm-hmm. to the Senators. Like, you know, the Senators and, and even the Oilers get a lot of, of heat now because they just – they I don't look so good. Bad. I feel so bad for the Oilers, man. Nico oh, Koskinen has played hard. every single game so far. Right. Anybody can't. And he, it's showing there's nothing, that he can't there's nothing they can do. There's nothing they can do he is a problem. can't stop anything, man. No. That shot on Matthews, like, good placement by him. But how do you let that in? Like, Nico, it's a Nico Koskinen is a great athlete if he only plays 50% of the games. Mm. Because he's not good enough to be a starting goalie in the league. But they had Mike Smith, and that, that was great. They had two of them. And if you're rolling that Mike Smith, Miko Koskinen, it's not great. But it's good enough with that offense. Now I that think they, they only so, have Koskinen, good luck. I think that they were so set that they had, like, Holtby or one of the big goalies. You know, I think they were kind of set that they were going to get one. Mm-hmm. And that's why they didn't go out and do anything to their goaltending and free agency. Like, if you look around, like there were some potential names there, and like they went west, mm-hmm. like they went to Calgary, they went to Vancouver, and you missed out on it. Like Vancouver didn't even need to technically go out and get something, but they did. Yeah. How do you miss out on that? You know, when you know you need something because you've got you got the best player on the planet. Yep. You're wasting away because he's not able to stop every puck that gets shot that way. No, and their defense is rough. And you need something behind that to stop it, and they just don't have. Tyson Berry doesn't help you on defense. Tyson no, Berry helps. I love offense. Tyson Berry's offense from the back end, but he's not that great defensively, and right. we knew that. Right. They, if they didn't know that, there's something wrong. But they and they think maybe obviously the the plan was different because Clefbaum was originally set to play and then gone. Which, mm-hmm. but you need to adjust for that then, yeah. and you need to be a if better defender. If your season is murdered by losing one D man, right, and like a problem you know, with the makeup of your team. The fall off as well from Tyler Ennis, like that—that that was a gamble they took last year. Worked out this year, not so not much. At, like I think he got put on waivers. Yeah, didn't get picked so, up. Crazy. Yeah, um, yeah. Then then they go out and they they lose to the Leafs last night in the game that like Toronto had seven penalties. I know so you got a capital chances, man. Like this is a, this is a power play that consists of two of the top five players in the NHL. You yeah. gotta be doing better than two for seven. 
How'd you feel about McDavid's comments too? I didn't hear them. I see you wrote it down, but I have like not. He, he basically just said, like, look, like we're, we're nine games in. Mm-hmm. We should have figured it out by now. And right. it's like, it's something. So it's always something, you know, it's, it's, we're not getting the power play going. We're not able to make a save. We're not like, you know, that's, that's what he said. It's always something. Right. right. And he just, he just sounded so this like Angry. very long, you know? Yeah. Just very like, I don't want to be here, but I can't say that. You know? Do you think he's regretting his decision to sign? I I don't. Do you I'm think confident. he would rather have signed the Matthews deal at six years as opposed to seven or eight or whatever he did? I I don't know because I feel like he he very much loves it in Edmonton. He very much okay. enjoys. He wants to build the culture. I don't think he cares about how many. Right. But he cares more about you know the Ovechkin path of. Like Ovechkin was arguably one of the greatest players for how long before he got. Yeah, but that's the thing is Ovechkin yeah, was in the playoffs right. for ten straight years oh, before he even. Absolutely, but Edmonton's peaked the playoffs before even with him. Like yeah, he's but, carried them there, and they they should have came in. They should have gone last year. They Don't weren't. A, yeah, they were a playoff like team. But right. The, the the Capitals were a Presidents Trophy winner. No, I completely years. understand. That, like they built like, a really good team around him. You're not seeing that with Connor McDavid. They're not even building an average team. Like, do you not get the sense? Like, obviously, but not talking about Line A and Pierre-Luc Dubois, but, like, a lot of these guys are staying where they were drafted by, right? We have the Matthews, the Minor, the Nylander. Like, in Toronto alone, they were all like, yeah, we'll sign some pretty long, bigger money deals mm-hmm. and not just hit the high road. Like, McDavid, same deal. Yep. Side. Like, a lot of these guys, McKinnon, like, they're, they're sticking where they've been drafted. So, I think that's, that's more the new trend now. Yeah. Is that they want to stick to where they are, and they're, they're hoping the – the general manager and the, the organization can build they're, a team around them. But they're not, is the thing. No. Like they're, at they're at really. this point, if you're McDavid, are you not looking at this going like, man, I did this for you and I'm here for my career. Why are you not helping me? I, I just think it begs the question of why. If I'm, not a, if I'm a free agent, yep. why am I not going there? Why am I not going to play with that? Because what As a defense, like, man, Tyson Berry made the best choice. I don't have to play that every night. I get to play with that. Okay. Get, take no money and show up there? Sure. Oh, Why I don't not? get to be Morgan Riley for the year? Okay, mm-hmm. awesome. I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't – you should be able to attract free agents. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. But they have a lot of really bad contracts. It's yeah. Like, I, I, like, the fact that they're paying Zach Cash and what they're paying is an absolute joke. Oh. No, because he had one not a good he had a really good one year though. Remember that? Like he, he signed the one year deal, I think, and then that was his only year and he played out his ass. Connor McDavid. No shit know, he had a good year. I know, but that's that gets you money, man. Three point exactly million yeah. dollars. Yeah, that's too much. But they <laughs> got out but remember that's those, a they, depth guy you're paying three point two. Remember they got out of the Lucic deal. With James Neal, I get that, but James Neal had more promise than Lucic. If you had a choice between the two. Right now, I might take Lucic. He looks better. <laughs> oh, dude, he looks like fucking bricks on ice. Scored against like he, the Leafs. I don't care. Look at him. James Neal's making $5.5 million. $5.75 million okay. me, until 23-24. And he currently has. Or Did they have points in this thing? Yeah. Probably did not play. <laughs> he has played four games because he was hurt at the beginning of the year. He does yep. have a goal. He's got one assist, and he's a minus one. That's okay. Minus one. He had really an okay year last year. He scored 19 goals, 12 assists for 31 points. Which, you know what? Okay. If, as your fourth-line guy, that's great. As a guy making $5.75 million, not great. 
Dude, you didn't sign him. You signed the Lucic uh, deal. You, and have got the, out you have the contract. I know, but you, but you got a Lucic deal. That uh, was the point. Yeah, let's just look up Lucic for fun. Okay. <laughs> but they have guys like they're just they sign guys there that to yeah. to build the but like Darnell Nurse. Yeah, this is terrible. I know he's terrible. But they're trying they to sign build him to so much money. But they're just building from within. So, Lucic is making point two five more than. Uh, Neil in the same amount of time, but he brings that physical element that Neil doesn't in six games. He's got two goals and one assist for three points last year. He has outscored James Neal last what year, do last eight year? goals, 12 assists for 20 points. So a he little did. bit less, almost double the goals. No, Neil got more than double the goals, but he did last year, but he plays a completely different role. And like this, this is a guy that Edmonton has to count on to be a goal scorer. And he's not it. They're no, paying, he's, like he's slower. He slows them down. But that's the thing. He's like McDavid, man. He moves at such an accelerated rate that it's hard to keep up with him. Like he gets in the he gets in the offensive zone so fast, and then looks to pass. And everyone else is is looking around like, dude, we didn't get there in time. No, I watched him. Did I ever tell you about when he came to the rink uh, in the off season? Maybe. And he was with his dad, and they were just messing around. Like this is because obviously he didn't get surgery from the injury, right. so he's rehabbing it and he's moving. And holy shit, the way that he would just move up the ice, it was like you didn't have enough time to get the pass and give it to him before he was in. And think about it. He's obviously no equipment, but he's like going half speed. Yeah. But it's like that's how fast he was moving. Yeah. And like I just – I don't know what it is. How does he generate so much power? Like what is it that he's just able to – Yeah. Entire thing. Like I get it why the NHL games modeled it after him because he just has the perfect – like you know what I mean? He's like the Mike Trout. Yeah. Like every like the swing and the the perfect look, like that's just it's, just it's Connor McDavid. Yeah. Here's the thing with Edmonton is that their forwards I can I can see as an okay unit in the NHL. Like with obviously yeah, McDavid and Leon on two separate lines, it's great. Nuge on the wing has been phenomenal. Um, yep. Cashin, I hate him. I don't think he's worth what he's paying, but he, he puts up points when he has to. James Neal, obviously, he's still a professional guy. Then you have guys like Kyler Yamamoto who's getting it done. Yes, he pulled you. looks way better this year than when he left. The problem they have is that you're paying your top mm, one, three, four, five D-man two mil or more. So your okay, five right, D-man is getting $2 million. Dude, but Kim, if you look at this, though, next year they're rid of Adam Larson's contract. Right. They're rid of Chris Russell's four mil that drops to 1.25. 1. Like, and then That's Tyson big. Berry, if you want to sign them. Yeah, like that's that's huge money off the uh, off the table right there. Uh, but then they lose Slater Cuckoo, who's actually played a role on this team this year, and now you're oh, looking at like yeah, the, that's a, he's going to sign back for more than eight hundred fifty thousand dollars. Oh right, absolutely. But they got but, him at, like you know, you're right. You're right. They get Adam Larson's contract off the books, um, but they also lose Adam Larson, who is their top two D man right now, which is an issue because Adam Larson's not good. No, but the, but it gives you the opportunity to go out there now and and to maybe do something else. And on, on like for me too, if I'm Edmonton and you're kind of looking at defense and you're already in a cap buying mm-hmm. type of deal, mm-hmm. I would love to just go talk to the Sharks. I know they're shit contracts. I know they're horrible contracts. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But you need to give McDavid some reason <laughs> to think that. <laughs> I, I don't even know what you can do if you're this team. I feel tough. I, feel I know they get paid stupid money. Like their I know, fans but I think are kind of brutal. I don't really. But I think Brent Burns is. It would be the cheaper of the two for me. 
you know, like it would be the less of a of a gamble. Brent Burns looks okay this year. He's done. That's what I mean. Like, like he, you can sell him. Like, and he's only he's eight mil. I know that sucks, but he's not eleven and a half the way that Carlson is, and it's not for as much for as many years, right? It'd be one, two, three, four years if you trade him next. If you trade for him next year, right? You'd have to pull off a miracle to pull that off, though. Oh, absolutely. You definitely need to create some cap space, but. For me, it's just like if, if we're talking about that, you're trying to build something around McDavid and you're in this weird middle ground where you're not good enough to, to win, but you're not bad enough to draft well. No, yeah. Because McDavid makes you too good. It's not good. where you want to be. Yeah, that's the thing. No. Having McDavid, you cannot pretend to be in that bottom tier anymore. No. Just, he won't let And you. having Dragsidal too has proven yeah. that like, you know, he was a he was a top three pick, was he not? Was he? I thought he was in the top three when he got selected. Testing your knowledge here, man. You're not. Uh... I don't think he was. Okay, maybe I was wrong. He was in the 2014 draft. I'll just pull it up because I can't find where he. I was thought going. he was third. I'm gonna go with third. I could be wrong. It was not. He went fourth. Fuck. Oh, who was who was the first? Uh, who was one, two, three? Then. Oh, I can see by your smile. I think I know. Oh wait, hold me, maybe not. Hold on. Give oh, you were right. I was looking at the rankings. That changed it. He did go third. One and two. Aaron Eckblad. Yeah, I knew. Sam Reinhart. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Bennett was ranked as the top prospect, and he dropped a four. I went to school with his sister. Did you? Oh, yeah. I remember, I remember that year because he couldn't do a pull-up. Yep. Yeah, and it Crazy. was a big deal. And I was like, dude, what the hell? I was like, he, he'd been working out all day and he can't do it. I didn't know you had to do pull-ups in hockey, but whatever. Um, Jacob Tannen went in that draft. Hayden Fleury. Yeah, that's right. Eighth there overall, some... William Nylander to Toronto. Hell yeah. See? Um, I remember, dude, I was the biggest Aaron Eckblad fan, though, because I was in college in Barrie, and he was on the team then with, I think it was Anthony Siu on the team as well, but that was like, yeah. it was like the Aaron Eckblad show, and I was like, we would go to games. We'd be at the boards just yelling at air. And like, we, oh, man. I Barry, Barry never had big draft picks. And that was the one year. I was like, oh, we might have a guy. I mean, no, yeah. Well, dude, like Shifley paid, played for yeah. them. But he wasn't yeah. like, you know, Mark Shifley the way he no. is now. Yeah. No. It's, no. But yeah, um, no, that, was the, that was the thing. Was he was the big – he was the guy. And I was like, oh, man. He, you just look like a man already, you know? <laughs> yeah. On the other side of that Oilers game, the Leafs look good. They look great. They lost they Joe Thornton, great. and they looked just as good without him. It's crazy. Everybody filled in back the way they should, you know? Yeah. They brought Zach Hyman up to that top line, and I don't like it most of the time, but Zach Hyman's filled in great. Like, he, he does a really good job of getting pucks for those boys. And I think this is less about – like, remember how Zach Hyman used to get a lot more points than people would think? Like, I think now they've kind of excluded him out of that equation a little more and have just said, dude, it's, it's you and I. Like, we're, we're clicking. Yeah. He's and not – he, He's not the guy that's going to put up 40 goals. He's not going to do all that, but he's going to grind for that line and he gets on the puck and it's working really well for Matthews and Marner right now. Marner is putting up, I think he if is not if he's not the top, he's at the top of the list in points Dude, and, in the NHL. And last year, remember how we every, like every Toronto fan was completely bitching about Marner? Oh, you just got paid, you're not producing. Mm-hmm. He looks so Great. confident. Incredible. He looks it's the best he's the been world. since he signed that contract. Not even right. close. No, nobody is saying that anymore because he is worth every penny. Like, yeah. it was so evident on for me. It was so evident on that Thornton play. Yeah, when Thornton scored his first goal, yeah. the way that that puck went up the boards to yeah. him, he 
like knocks it down with all like, of his stick. Leans down and like stops it. All like, of it unreal. gets it back, takes a peek, and it's like I I don't even know. Probably Thornton yelled at him, whatever. Just like knows I got Thornton behind me, drops it back, give it to him, done. Mm-hmm. He he is seeing the ice so much better. Yeah, he has that pressure off him now. You know, there's that pressure. Like not only is there no more fans, yeah, there's no more Boston. You know, there's no more of these like, yeah, you, there's no more of these creatures out there just ripping on you. There's no more yeah, these right. headlines. There's the stupid headlines of oh Boston's coming. Doesn't matter what we do because we got to play Boston. Like no, none of that. It's just it's play hockey this yep. year. And he's done and, a great job. And like I was one of the biggest detractors of that contract, and I hated it, and I hated yep. every part of it. But man, he's earning it. He's earned mm-hmm. every penny of it. I love it. I kind of I hate. He's I taking hate advantage it. Of, of a lot of the things this season, yeah. and that's what you want to see, man. Because like when you look back on this Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. There's no asterisk for me. It was a season. No. You ran it. You everyone won the did Stanley the same Cup. thing. Every, everyone had to do the same thing. You won the Stanley Cup. Doesn't matter. So if, it doesn't matter if you're going to breeze your way to the to you the top st- four. You still got to win. Way. You still got to win four rounds in the playoffs. You still got to win four rounds, and all these teams are NHL teams. Yeah, like it exactly. doesn't matter. That doesn't change. It, Mitch Marner is one of those kids too. I loved Mitch Marner when he was making that first contract. Loved him because like yeah. he could do no wrong. He was so good, and he did all that. It's, but, like, once he demanded that money, it kind of put him in another bracket, and he wasn't at that yet. And especially when they brought in Tavares first, and it was, like, it clicked. And it was yeah. – every Leaf fan, like, rejoiced. Because, like, how many times have they brought in a guy, and it was like, oh, this is going to work out. We're going to have these two go together. David you know what I mean? Right. How many times have we heard this? Like, this is going to – don't worry, guys. This is panning out. Oh, we're going to get Phil Kessel, and he's going to come on this team, and he's going to be – like – And they wasn't was certain- panned out. And now, though, it's like, hey, we're going to get Jonathan Ferris. JT comes and, in and scores the most goals he's ever scored. Right. And why is that? Because Mitch Marner is just beautiful vision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Has probably, like, some of the most elite vision in the game. Yeah. For being, like, he, five foot nothing. He can't see over their shoulder pads, and yet he still sees everything. Yeah. And then How? he kind of went away from it for a minute there because he wanted to prove that he was worth that money. And now he's yep. not. He's like, fuck it. I'm going to be me. And him being him is worth that money now. It's crazy. Dude, and now he's doing it with the better player. Yeah. He, him and Matthews, which they is exactly good. what you wanted. I don't not, like, like that line, personally. I still think he should be with JT, but it's working right now. So I'm not going to. To me, I like it because if I look at who can drive the line more out of him or Nylander, Mm-hmm. I like the way Nylander approaches the zone yeah. compared to, J- to JT's game. True. You know what I mean? Austin and, Mar- Austin and Marner move really fast together. They think really quickly together. They're able to just like, okay, here, there, move it around. Like, yeah. They don't give you a chance to touch it. Where Nylander is like, he thinks it very thoroughly through, it looks like, yeah. when he enters in. And he's like, okay, we can go here. Like, almost like but a dash He still like, moves at speeds. He just looks oh, he like moves he's moving so and he's, he's so much. He looks stronger this year, too. Right? Like, just 200 and something pounds, that kid. He looks so much bigger now, and that's helping his game because he's able to protect that puck and, and not get pushed off it. And then JT is going to bully his way He'll to the front. There. He'll be there the whole time. JT knows the spots. You know, he's not an 11 mil guy for no reason. Like, they look great. Um, one thing I cannot stand on this team right now is the fact that Ilya Mikheyev is a top six forward. <laughs> and like the storyline like on. So okay, the storyline of Mikheyev so far has been like, oh, he's flying everywhere and he's in every play, but he's just getting unlucky. It's like, no, he's not. He's just not good. He's fast and he's really gritty, but he cannot shoot the puck. No. He has zero hands. Like, not. They're concrete. His hands are concrete. He can't handle the puck. He can't pass. He can't shoot. The puck dies on his sticks, or the play dies on his sticks so much. It kills me. 
And like, that's fine. He can be a third and fourth liner. And I'm like, you know what? He is the best penalty killer we have. He is really good at, at stopping the puck from going in our net, but he's really bad at putting it in the other net. Yeah. Really bad at no, it. I, it's I, not that he's I unlucky. No yeah, it's not that he's unlucky. He's like, everyone's just like, oh, he just hasn't had the bounces. He hasn't had the luck. He's hitting no, he goalies in the sucks. chest. That's all he can yeah, he's, do. He's aiming at it. That's all he can he's do. He's looking at the logo. Yeah. It's no, all I, he can I agree do with is that, hit the center he, of the net. And he's yeah. shown it time and time again. It's like since he came back from injury, he has not put it in any of these corners. It's constant. But unfortunately, Unfortunately, though, you kind of—I feel like they're kind of trying to hide it because you want line depth, you want scoring ability from your three to four, and he's yeah. easier to hide in that top six the, where you know, like we've said, they're way better without him. Right, and like we've said, the the four guys mentioned before, like the the stars of this team, can take it and play a two man game. Right, they can play the keep away, they can play the it's us, and then have a, a guy like a Hyman or or Mikheyev just run to the net, get the gritty goals. Don't slow the play down. You're not involved in the in the zone entry. You're not yeah. involved in the breakout. Like yeah. you just you're skating. Yeah, I mean at least you're doing Hyman, the He's got he's got me, man. Yeah. He is, at least Hyman he's can put the puck net. In at least Hyman knows how to hit. Uh, like Hyman can hit corners a little bit. Yeah, oh yeah. And he can make goalies miss. McKayev doesn't have that. I don't care about Hyman being to get that NHL glitch where it just goes like right through the goalie, and you're yeah, like, that's, "What the? That's the only thing you can do at this point. It's like you hope it hits like here in the like rib area and just bounce." Yeah, no, no, he's gonna get the NHL glitch, man. That the guy will be lucky to score three goals this season. Yeah, lucky. Yeah, it's just I don't know, but like I hate you get two years of Oh, he's just not getting lucky. It's like no, he's just not good. You get two years of great at so many things, but not that. Yeah. Uh, moving on, different hockey. You got a little Did bit. You, yeah, on. sorry. I just wanted to touch quickly with uh, Jim Rutherford. Oh yeah, stepping down. I know that there wasn't. There's not much because there's no story, but I still think it's a pretty big move for him to step down. I'm interested to see why, because apparently it's for personal reasons, and obviously there's something going on there. If you're stepping down now. Yeah, I think obviously you know when they say personal issues, I feel like. Maybe like I don't. I don't, it I don't could be assume, obviously like you never know. No, maybe. do you want to assume personal reasons like for him, or do you want to assume personal reasons like family stuff? It could be right, or even the personal issues. reasons of what I'm thinking is the executive said, "Hey, we're we're going this right. direction," right. and he he's said, "Hey, we're where he's going at. this way," and that was it. You know, that's my personal reason yeah. is that we're not thinking the same way here. Yeah, could be. I just it's weird. It is weird that he's stepping down now. Um, and he just he had such he a run. So many moves in the off season too that like changed the makeup of this team, and like it's weird yeah. that you won't see it through. Right. Yeah, it's weird. I'm like, about that. yeah, it's just it was such a like a random not I, I guess random you could say like it just was very and it kind of went silent you know because like we were saying there's no when there's no story to post on it and there's no more to come they can't really say anything you know there's nothing to build. Yeah. Not like what we're gonna talk about next where there's just like a story forever yeah. building yeah, and not so- even about it. The, no. the actual content, so, which sucks. The NWHL, it's a six-team league. Well, was. We'll get to that after. But it's not a huge league. It's not making a ton of money right now. It doesn't have a ton of fans. But it's making a ton of storylines. Holy shit. Yeah, first and goodness. foremost, before we get to the ridiculous shit, uh, the Toronto Six, they have two wins now, but they won their first game. So here yep. we go. We're I just want to say that they're actually second in the league. Yeah. They're rolling, five dude. They're so, rolling yeah, they're, they're doing something. They got my support. They're rolling. I'm buying a hat because they have some wicked-looking hats. Um, Do they really? Yeah. Yeah. Can you order two? on that. Yeah, Check me in on that. All right. Oh, yeah. um, if you're listening, if you want to support women in sports, this is how you start. Is you start oh, watching and buying shit like that. They're nice. I love those. They've logos. got really nice stuff. 
This is where I'm you there. start, though. Is you if you don't go to like the fake jersey stuff and buy that because you're not supporting anything. Go buy their merch is kind of cheaper than what NHL stuff is right now. So go buy it while you can. Go support the league. Help them grow. It'd be great. You can actually get a game worn jersey. I think. Really. I'm clicking through their section right now. So cool. there's like it's cool stuff. there's the hats that they got. Yeah. There's the uh, they got some pretty cool shirts. The sweaters. The sweaters look they're all real. Nice. Yeah, this is six. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I really support right. that. Yeah, exactly. For your now. baby, deck your baby out in this stuff. Yeah, why not? I don't. I don't have flip flops. I can put like my dog in it, maybe. They have flip flops. I'm in. I'm getting the flip flops for all the right. summer. All right. Now, there's some negative around the NWHL. It's a little old, the story now, so we don't have to spend a shit ton of time on it. But oh no, it's still developing um, though. It's still yeah. You know what? That's the thing is it's old, but it's still kind of going and it won't die. Yeah. And if you don't know what we're talking about, Barstool and the NWHL were in a war, are currently still in a war over some comments made by both the some of the writers for the NWHL and Eric Nardini, the CEO, CEO of Barstool. Um, I don't really like taking a stance on this one because I think both sides are really wrong for what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't think the NWHL is in a spot where they can start turning down fans already. I just but think I get it's it. really – yeah, it's, it's not the headline that you want leading. You know, like the Toronto Six having their inaugural season, like yeah, that's what that's you want so cool. to lead the storyline. You know, the, the fact that they're still playing, like that there's a tournament going on, like that's that's what I want to be talking about. That's what I want to be reading about. I don't want to hear – like go on my YouTube and there's Biz making an apology – Mm-hmm. Out and like saying, hey, you know, we're, well, we he support. Was, yeah, it wasn't so much of an apology as it was. Okay, but he's still saying like we yeah. support. Like even still, it's almost like one of those apology messages. Like you come out and you have yeah. to explain what just happened. Like it, I now you don't want that. You want to see the highlights of it and the the actual like, oh hey, you know, next week it's so and so versus so like that type yeah. of headline. Now, you, know? you don't. Want I get it if you're the NWHL because I understand the feeling of Barstool. And you know what? There's a lot of times where I agree. There's a lot of people at Barstool that fucking suck. And the head honcho man himself, king of it. Terrible person. You don't have to search too far to realize what he's done in his time there to realize he's an absolute trash bag human being. And do not come at me with the fucking Barstool fund because that is a tax write-off for him when he donated and a way to look good by other people donating to him. That's nothing. Don't give me that. I love it. I love what they're doing, but he's a shit person. There's guys like KFC, absolute trash bag person. He does the minute man thing. And he was talking about, so this is the worst thing is he came out in defense of Erica saying like, Oh, we're not this. And we're not that. And he proceeded to like, he was saying they're not misogynistic. They're not racist. They're not this. He proceeded to like, to go forward with the most misogynistic piece you could do. And like, you're being what you're telling me. You're not in that piece. You fucking idiot. Right. Like there's guys like that that ruin Barstool. And that's fine. I get it. If you have that opinion, you don't have to watch Barstool. But Erica Nardini, not that bad of a person. Seems like it. And her attitude's kind of weird. But she's never said a bad thing about anyone. And she's doing what she can to support the NWHL. So I respect the hell out of that. But I, I can see why the NWHL wouldn't want to associate it with the guys like Dave and KFC that pull that type of shit. And there's a long list. I just don't follow enough to care. Um, but there's, when you have guys at the top like that, I can see where the issue is. But if you're the NWHL and you have someone like Erica Nardini, who is a woman CEO and is pushing hard for women's sports to a demographic that is mainly sports fans. Yes. Some of them suck. I understand. 
but they are sports fans and they're going to bring people to your sport and to your league. Yeah, they're going to bring a lot of a, a lot of attention and a lot of connections yeah. even, you know, like like Barstool's got a lot of connections, you know, they have a lot of different episodes of things and how many people they know just from people they've employed, right? So yeah, that's it's a big it's a big dragon to face for your first first battle, you know. Yeah. There's a reason that the end and uh, NHL hasn't denounced spitting chicklets is because they've made hockey cool for a lot of people oh absolutely and they give you that in-depth like all the stories like people people love the stories people love the behind the scenes and it, it goes in line with with players becoming people yeah you know I, like that's i would what, love that's to want. sit there and listen to these nwhl players talk as people to know what they are because right now i barely know them as athletes one of the greatest things that i think helped the ufc get a lot of traction was the ultimate fighter and that was bringing these guys in to compete mm-hmm. for a contract. But yeah. then it shows you who like they were. It's a reality show people. where you get to see the people. Right. You got to see who they were and why they were there, what they were fighting for. And you actually started to understand them. Like, mm-hmm. how many people watch the, the YouTube sound bites of, like, the Super Bowls of all everyone mic'd up and stuff? Because like, they want to get that? the behind the scenes. They want to know what's going on there. What's that show that had the Browns on it a while ago? Um, the NFL one? NFL one. I forget what it's called, but they basically did that whole thing on the Browns for the entire oh, year. Dude, um, you know hard knocks. Hard knocks. Like you do stuff yeah. like that. Like all those type of shows. Like they're like, wow, you know what? I like these guys. They love it. Like it gives you a reason to follow them. And like that. The, the Raptors, I, Raptors like, in the bubble. Like they're, they were just, they were cool, like behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's I think, what, that's what it brought. I, yeah. It gave you that at connection. At some point, I know it's Barstool and I get it. Well, I get if you hate Barstool, but I think at some point you got to see some of the people that do work there and disconnect them from the company that they work for. Because I know there's a lot of people in regular jobs that work for absolute dog shit human beings that aren't going to leave their job because it's a job that pays them. But morals. No different if you're in that, that uh, what do you call it? In that line of work. Morals are a real, real hard thing to fight, especially right now. Like when you're trying to make a statement and stick by it and like this day and age, I, I, I completely agree with the NWHL. Like for just coming in and saying, look, we're sticking to our guns here. We don't care what the... Hey, what all, the yeah, ton of respect for it. Good luck. But what the, Yeah, what the backlash is, but we're, yeah, we're still going it's, on. It's, so. it's tough. It's weird. Um, I think that's it. That's, yeah. Um, on that story. But wasn't even the only piece of news that came out of this league this league's been around two weeks or this tournament's been around two weeks i think they were around last year but this tournament's been around two weeks and it's already has two of the biggest storylines in sports um yeah the metropolitan riveters they had to drop out of this tournament it was a 16 tournament it's now a five-team tournament because of covid and they had too many covid cases and (laughs) they're down it's weird sucks that does suck you hate to see it in a league that's trying to grow Yep. Um, I think there'll be more opportunity, though, hopefully in the future. <laughs> you absolutely. know, like that. Absolutely. But this is just such a shit time for that to happen. Yeah, for your, for your first, like, I don't know, first season that I'm definitely hearing about it, yeah. um, especially with the Toronto Six the thing getting is, involved. Right? Yeah, this year, they've the CWHL used to be a thing, and they used to fight each other on it. So I know That's, the NWHL has been thing was, like, I, I thought that I had heard that, the, you know, professional league had shut down. Yeah, so... Now that and there's so just guess, one, this is the one you're going to focus your attention yeah. on. And I think this is the second year of it. But we have a team in Canada now, which is different. So, like, yeah. they're going to get the Canadians who actually watch the sport now. They're like, hey. Yeah, absolutely. And, this. like, we're, we're, yeah, we're 
big supporters of growing a sport and especially, you know, for a smaller community like me coming from a, a smaller sport like Ultimate Frisbee, like that's like semi-pro and like just like you still see though this weird like sense of community from it and how these people are really trying to grow it and they're involved yeah. in different things and they're just trying to push it and push it. Like you're going to get the same sense from a from a small sports community like yeah. like that. They're just going to keep pushing it and and eventually it'll grow and, and there is still a respect for it, right? Yeah. Like, well, even if you go like big scale things like nfl doesn't really do as well here as it does down south because right. who the fuck do we support here like you ha you have different loyalties like everyone that shows up to my house on sundays on a regular year everyone in the building has different teams we have Dude, like I remember 13 the guys and 13 different jerseys it's super nuts. bowl last year nobody had a jersey on no. the team that was playing <laughs> no because we all support different teams and it's it's weird like we don't have a team that we're like all right i hope the bills make the super bowl because we're all bills fans no. No, we it's all just, just like, got on random jerseys. Everyone yeah, here it's either you like different. football and that's why you watch it, or you don't watch it because you don't like football. At least, like, yeah. there's people that don't watch hockey that watch the Leafs because you know what? The Leafs are our hometown team, and we're going to watch and support because it's fun. We don't have that in football, right? So it's the same thing with the NWHL, whereas we didn't have a home team. Like, who the hell no. are we cheering for? Like, the, the Buffalo Buttes? Like, I don't really care. Yeah, man. I like the name, but, you know. It, yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, I, it's way cooler now that we have this Toronto team that's like, you know what, we're now expanding up in Canada. I think you can expand the women's game more now that it's one league and not two, and you get everybody watching the same thing. I think it's cool. They need to find a TV deal. Obviously, Twitch isn't ideal for me. But no. it's cool that they're and starting in school what they have. And, you know, now that you see there's a Toronto team, like other, other bigger cities would, could come in, right? Like there could be like a Vancouver team sure. kind of pop in. A Montreal team pop yep. in. Yeah, how many players that play for Team Canada yeah. are from, like, you know the the Quebec, yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. this is gonna just only grow the game, and I really hope that it starts to to take off because we can definitely support it. You know, we have the fan base and the ability. We've we've shown it in in men's hockey, mm -hmm. and I really don't see why we can't show it in women's hockey as well. Yeah. Like to, to help grow that and to help you know push the the publicity of it. Yeah, that was a tough word. That's tough we, for me there. We have spent oh, a lot oh, of time on hockey. <laughs> We love hockey. It's kind man. of goes to the point, though. Like, it, like we like to talk hockey up here, and it's cool yeah. to have a team where we can. I also play. think I'm going through a bit of withdrawal for not actually being out on the ice yet. Like, it's been yeah. rough. Yeah. Yep. Uh, do we want to move on off of hockey? Are we good? You got anything else? I think we're we're pretty good. We like we um, like hockey. You know, we can kind of hold off on Super Bowl talk, but we'll just kind of. Yeah, we'll do that next week. I mean, the only biggest thing, like, yeah, for me with football in general, like, it's just the Deshaun Watson headline right now. Yeah. And that, that to oh, me, that's why I was talking about. Weird situation, dude. Did I was you talking with the my press conference? Today. Yeah, I was talking with my buddy on the way home today, and we were kind of saying, I was like, it feels like one of those relationships where it's like one of them saying we're broken up, and the other one's saying, no, we're not. Yeah. Like, uh, one of them is like, dude, like, it's we're done. And and I get it from the Houston's GM point of view. Like, I just got here. You don't know me. You don't know what right. I'm going to do for you. You don't know what I'm going to bring in for you. Give me the opportunity to show you that that we want you. The, the new face of the Houston Texans want you. I don't think he cares. No, he doesn't. He's like, he doesn't care. He, and you know the why, The GM though? still thinks there's a salvageable relationship, and I don't think there is. But he sees the reality of, of what is this team going to do this year to bring in talent for next year, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there's nothing you can do. They don't have their first round pick this year. No. They don't have their second round pick this no. year. So what talent are you going to bring in in the third plus rounds, right? That's, And then you have to look at free agency, and it's like you're kind of cash-strapped. Who, who do you, you want? Big players so that are getting paid. Yeah. You have a lot of big names. 
yeah. that are getting paid a lot of big dollars. And, you know, it's, it's tough to bring in that, that talent right away to make him want to stay. Once you soured a relationship like that, it is really hard to bring it back. Yeah. Like you're not, it's one of those things that like, he doesn't have that long of a career realistically in football. He's not going to get any younger. He's not going to want to be there if he doesn't like it there. And the the head coach signing to me doesn't say we're contending. That says we're going to be rebuilding. (laughs) That to me says we are going to be a couple years away. So looking at that, then why not get what you can for Deshaun Watson? Because you're going to get a ton. Yeah. Especially when this year you have more free agent QB options than you're going to have in the next couple of years. You're going to have a lot of QBs that are going to be free pickings, either like, you know, in, in free agency or in a trade for like next to nothing because they just want to get rid of them. Right. Yeah. So lots of this, is where, this is where you can move it, you know? And you if you just, can make you, that trade with Miami to get Tua, I'd do that in a heart because that's a way more like if Tua doesn't work out, so what? You just redraft another quarterback eventually. But right. You have a quarterback that you can kind of. But you also then with. get the third. You get the third overall pick back, maybe. Like because exactly. for me, if you're, if you're Houston, you need to get back into the first round. Yeah, you, this is not. You're not in. A and the only way, no. And what you can do with Deshaun is say, hey. We not only want to get back into this first round, but we're going to take another two first rounders after that. Yeah. And probably a player now because that's what his price tag says he's worth. His price tag says he's worth the farm. Yeah. (laughs) And Uh, some team might have to pay that. I think it may have been a business move from their GM going like, you know what? No, we're not trading him. We want him. Because that way you're not like you still have trade value in them. Because right before that, it's just like, you know what? What what are they going to do? We're going to fleece them because they can't do anything. That should be in the con. That should be considered tampering. The same way Maybe. that you should get fined like, for it. Absolutely, absolutely. The same way that you know, saying, "Oh, I want this player come the off season for GMs and stuff like, like that," should be considered the same kind of tampering because you're tampering with the system of actually getting a like a trade for you. You know, actually getting quality now, back. For you. Now you should be able to demand a trade, but it, it, it's like if you make it a public thing and you're you go out there and you're talking about how you don't want to play for a team, then I get it. But if you don't want to be somewhere, you can go to the GM and be like, hey, I don't want to be here. Trade me. Uh, that's no, fine. I think it should be a very private matter. Yeah. It should be, uh, uh, I'm not happy and I, I do want to get moved. And that's yeah. it. It should be stay between the two of you. And then when they start making phone calls. And if it comes out after, so what? But like it is, tam- it's 100% tampering. You slap a fine on it, man. You can't just say I want out and then that's it. No. Like how many players now we've seen it, right? This year alone. Three in this week and a half, man. Like, and then, like you know, it goes across all sports. You've seen it in hockey. You've seen it in basketball. We're now seeing it in football where they're just like, I'm down. I don't want to be here. And, and that's it. You're getting moved. Yeah. So yeah. it just it really, yeah. I mean, Miami, I guess. But does Miami think that they're right there too? <laughs> I think they could. Their defense is really good. Defense is amazing. Don't get me wrong. But like. Yeah. What's your you what your defense left? and you bring in under Sean Watson, maybe draft the You're gonna need to bring in some wide receivers. I heard the Jets was one of them because the Jets have the more cap, but like I was looking at that as well. Like but the Jets don't have anybody there. I don't so, think you, I don't think you need Deshaun Watson if you're the Jets. It doesn't really help you. But he said that's that he said number one is the Jets. Yeah, that's so weird. But like I want to play there, and then number two is Miami if he had his one two. Yeah. He both of those are not apparently, but both and hey, now, apparently the Panthers are in. Okay. So that's nice. But, like, Huge if you move up to the AFC East, um, hello, Buffalo. Yeah. Hello, New Are England. You don't, 
No, but that's what I mean. Like, what? Oh, if you move to them, yeah. Well, yeah. If, if Deshaun Watson goes there, Buffalo, Buffalo doesn't need him. No, but this is what I'm saying. No, no. But if if he goes there, then you're playing oh, Josh you Allen. With, twice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're playing Josh Allen twice. You're playing whichever team you you burn. Bill which, Belichick. Right. So if you're on the Jets, you're playing against that Miami defense. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. This is yeah, not easier right. for you. No, you're right. Um. Yeah. Um. I didn't have it written down. Did you hear about this fucking Chad Wheeler idiot? No. <laughs> really? Actually? You had it written down? Well, yeah. Well, was... I didn't have it written down. Um, okay. Did, you, did this happen recently? Yeah, the domestic incident with Chad Wheeler. You didn't hear about that? No, but it's... Do yourself a favor. Um, look, look it up, up while I'm still kind of reeling on it. Basically, he's still... I, th- I don't know if he's been... He used to play for the Seahawks. News came out the other day that there was a domestic incident between Seahawks, oh. whatever, left tackle, lineman. I don't even know what the fuck he was. It doesn't even matter at this point. Um <sighs> It was a domestic incident with him and his girlfriend. I kind of brushed it off because, like, yeah, you know what? They, they happen, and I hope he gets punishment for it. Um, but then if you look into it, um, it's bad. It's really bad. And this is a guy that – Oh, okay. I'm – yeah. This is a man it. that should be in prison or an insane asylum at this point because, I, I, from what I know, he was off his meds and he had bipolar disorder. And if that's the case, and that's what you do when you're off your meds, there's, you shouldn't be in public. Hmm. Um, because if that's anyone, like, I don't know, man. Like, he literally asked her, or said to her when she came running into the bathroom, he's like, oh, you're still alive? Like, are you fucking kidding me? Apparently he told her to, to bow. To bow. Like, this is all because he didn't, she didn't bow at him. And then he choked her out or something? Yeah, that's Beat so the much. hell out of her. You see the pictures of her? No, I, I don't think I it's, it don't don't even bother. It's awful. It's not good. That's too much. I'm glad they did something. About that. Man, this needs to be way more than anything the NFL has to do, though. Like, if he ever plays a game in the NFL again, Roger Goodell's a joke. I don't give a shit what his excuse is, what his mental state was at. If that happens in a game or something, like if he snaps off in a game and he kills a dude, it's just I don't. I there needs to be more punishment for it. the NFL has been oh. very. Like, dude, I created, and, like, probably bad on my part, but in Madden 20, I created a team of people who have charges on them. For real. There's a ton. It's a goddamn all-star team. I created a team of just players who have been suspended or charged, and it was so easy. It took yeah, me, like, no time. It does not take actually, long. But you know what it made me realize? Like, how bad this league is. Mm-hmm. How bad it is. And an they continue to let these guys play. Like, I love the Browns. I think Kareem Hunt's a fantastic running back. I don't think I, Kareem Hunt should be playing in this league. I don't think Adrian Peterson should have the same. I don't think that he Adrian has. Pe- No, I don't think Adrian Peterson should still be in this league either. The no. guy beat his team with a stick. You're gonna go ahead and take, you go look at Washington and take something out of their heritage with their name, saying that this is not correct. Yeah. And this is something yeah. you want to get. You want to talk about politically correctness? You know what's not why politically correct? Beating a woman. Jeez why is this Christ. in your game? It makes no sense. It's brutal. Um, yeah. What was the other thing? Oh, but then you have guys like Colin Kaepernick who could not find a job because he kneeled. Because he's doing exactly what everybody is doing, but he did it in two public, years, three as years a, prior. As a face. Yeah, he did it first. That's what it was. He, yeah. was, the, he, he was, was the meat shield yeah. for everybody else to walk behind. Yep. And I don't know. I, I'm assuming this guy never plays again, but if he does... He won't. There's no way. There's, they need to get a hold of this. They need to... I would love to say there's no way. But there's a long list of guys that tell me otherwise, including Ben Roethlisberger, who was just in the playoffs, and Ray Lewis, who's still one of the most highly regarded linebackers. Right, yeah. 
So yeah. Yeah, no, I know. It, there's, it, yeah, there's, come to the point where you can't even give them the benefit of the doubt. Like I have no idea what's going to happen here, but if they fumble yeah. this, Roger Goodell needs to go. Hey man, big. It wasn't Ben's fault. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't. That's not rash. Not it's sarcasm. Well. If you're. That's completely sarcasm. Right. If, if you couldn't pick it up. That was incredible. Sorry, I know that was bad. But that's like what it feels like, though. That's yeah. like literally what it feels like. Is that some of these Man, cases? people defend them. Like, like I, yeah, I it, saw a guy in the comments. Of, so Des Bryant tweeted out. It was hilarious. Basically saying, like, yeah. if he ever sees this man, he's going to kick the shit out of him, bash something over his face, and uh, ask if he's still alive, something like that. Yeah. Like, Jeez, Des. Okay. Des, also not a great guy. But The worst thing I've heard was, like, for some of these athletes, like, they, they get this bubble around them, and it's like, oh, don't ruin their careers. Yeah. So this like, don't, then, ruin, don't ruin their lives. So Des makes that comment, and then there's a guy in the comment being like, "Oh, what? But well, Ben Roethlisberger takes it every day, but these guys don't." And then I'm like, "Shut the fuck up! Ben deserves it. Yes, these other guys deserve it too, but Ben yes. deserves every bit of it. And no, he's not getting hit every day. Who the fuck ever says anything about Ben anymore? Right? It's all under the rug. You know, it's about him being old and about can he throw? Can he move? That's, that's not about anything else. Yeah, it's it's. Right. They just shovel it under the rug too much, yeah, and it's, it's stupid. It's it's, like, it's ridiculous. Um, yep. Let's move on from football. Uh, anyway, the before we move on, actually, the Bucks, Chiefs in the finals. Cool. We'll talk about it next week because we have a week. Yeah, it's only we, media. Day. We got the Friday before the Sunday, and we're going pretty long right now, so we'll we'll move on. Yep. Oh, are um, we? Yeah. Um, Hockey. Baseball. Hockey. There's a lot on baseball too, so we're not <laughs> done yet. Oh no, that's um, right. First and foremost, it was the Bachelor. The Bachelor kicked us bachelor off. Bachelor kind of just extended the hell out of us. Okay. Um, okay. We'll kind of we'll sum it up in baseball. We'll, we'll be all right. Oh, we got time. We got enough time, but we've, yeah. we're going. Um, I don't know. Where we're at. First thing that happened in the week before any cool news: uh, the players' union rejected a deal with the MLB for the universal DH and extended playoffs. So what I heard was they comboed it together that it was just like if you want universal DH, we also need to do extended playoffs. Because apparently, if you have a universal DH, it's going to cost more for the league, and in order for it to cost more for the league, they need to have more games so they can make that more or make more money, or cost more for owners. Sorry, um, that's funny. Isn't like mo- most of the more of them older play like they want the DH because they're contract, older guys, but yeah, yeah, they don't like because of that longer. <laughs> right. So I mean, I get why they introduced the league. For me, yeah. both of those need to be a thing: the DH, like the yeah, universal DH, and it. the extended playoffs. Just give me that. Just like, yeah. why make it a combo deal, man? Like, I, I love the extended playoffs too. Don't get me wrong, but like, I it just give us one. Why is it both or hey, none? You know, I you're not going to get. No, I get why the owners like they produce that offer. It makes sense. But like, I I don't get why is the play. I get why as the players you don't want to play more games. Sure, but for the game, the universal DH and the extended playoffs is the most logical thing I've ever heard. Because now you don't have pitchers hitting, so you don't have clowns bunting and doing absolutely nothing for the game. Right. In the extended playoffs, you get more baseball and more good baseball and more teams matter. Yeah, I was gonna say, would you not get like more viewers? Yeah. Like, from it? Yes. Because <laughs> there's like four or five other teams that are now gonna make the playoffs, and there's like ten teams that are in the race come September. Right. That right there does more. Like I get that. It's I don't just, get it. Uh, like I, I get why the players don't want to play. I didn't know they grouped it together. But, man, you're going to make more money in hindsight because now you're playing more baseball. It's going to be more exciting. There's going to be more teams that matter, so you're going to get more fans. Mm. doesn't make any sense to me why you're turning this down. It's so stupid. I don't understand how this is still not a thing. It's a joke. I hate this, I hate this league. It sucks. It hurts. 
but I like the blue. Jersey is just such an easy like. Get her done. Get her done. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's so not hard. It's so easy. But the Blue Jays, they did good things this week. They're doing some things. They're, I don't like more. like first they signed Marcus Semyon to a one year eighteen million dollar deal, which you know what that is a can't miss move because if so I just want to say our debate's a little over now because third base is yeah good called for yeah yeah but It'll apparently be a pl- they're putting Semyon at two, so I guess Cavan will be three. Yeah, and Vlad probably first or DH or can we just like I get it he's young and you yeah. don't want to do it you don't want to just say you're not what what we drafted you at mm-hmm. but why not view it as like you're gonna be our guy here yeah. like why do you want to be involved I don't in know this? why they're so scared to put him not at third I I like him at first I think he has the potential yeah. to be there I want him stay at first and yeah. just be the first base dh guy because it's like dude this is your position we're not going to draft anybody we're not going to groom anybody else if you want it you got it and you yeah. work so hard to be more athletic so use that at first base yeah it's the same thing like, you're still going to yeah. be athletic at first you just don't have to make the ridiculous throw you just get yeah. to catch it you know yeah exactly it's half of the it's half of the difficulty it's nice yeah um so i just i don't know i marcus i like it yeah he was a third runner he was the third place yeah. finalist for the AL MVP in the last full season of the league yeah then he apparently he dealt with some minor injuries last year his numbers were dog shit in the beginning of the year but he figured it out in the last half yeah. and like he knows how to figure around. it out he's a, he's a competitor man that I feel like when you're raising that Oakland A system like you compete yep and you work the thing with this deal is he's probably going to be your seven eight six seven eight guy to start the year <laughs> your six oh, yeah. seven eight guy was an AL MVP finalist two years ago <laughs> I'll take it. In the last full season, he was an AL MVP finalist. Man, this guy doesn't even have to I'll be that it. anymore. And you're taking him on a, a prove-it deal, which oh, is uh, he's going to be working yeah. his ass off for another one big contract. Year. He needs another contract. He's got one year with us. This is Love it. great. Love it. Incredible. But we didn't address any much the starting needs because the only guy they brought in was Steven Matz. Hey, Steven Matz is a pitcher for sure. He's not a he's, – he's a four. I, I heard an interesting I like look at it though, which was kind of right, is that it's it's nice if you're this is the beginning move to get more like starting pitching in and more actual pitching in because it, it's depth and that's what you're gonna need in this season, especially when you ramp it up back to 162 and we're gonna be full board like baseball. Like it's nice to have that. If somebody gets injured, it's nice to have that at the you know what I mean? Like if Trent Thornton doesn't come back, if Nate Pearson, because he's never played a full season, sure. if Robbie Ray decides he's gonna be Horrible Robbie Ray again. Tanner Roark, we don't like him. Like, now you have Steven Matz. You can say, yeah, man, you're four or five. You don't really – you know, your ceiling is going to be three. But you can be our four or five guy, and you're going to compete for four or five because that's how many four or five guys we have. Yeah. Now, the numbers on Steven Matz – Oh, they're is, god awful. Uh, don't, well, like, like don't. His, his base numbers are okay. They're not – He strikes out, guys, but he gets just um, – He gets not. absolutely labeled. Yeah. Um, I can't find the site anymore, but it's almost like, like guys again. His hard, used, his hard hit percentage is near the bottom of the league. Like in terms of like he gets hit harder than anyone. His barrel no show vision. I feel like a lot of guys use that on him. You know, they yeah, like slow it. It seems like they have that against him because they think they can yeah. hit a home run when they play him. I, you yeah, know what, he, it, it showed. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't throw very hard though either. Right? Like, uh, he's his not, a not bad. It's in the I think it's in the 80th percentile in the MLB, which is I thought it was, yeah. I thought it was a low 90, like low 90s, no, high 80s. 
it's a uh, no it's mid 90s i think it's in the 80th percentile it's 80 plus so it's not bad but all his other numbers just do not speak wonders for him um now you can change that obviously you can change your approach in the mound you can change the way you pitch you can change your approach through the batter um and i think Pete yeah. walker can do a good job helping him with that he's done a great job with Bobby ray so far and I think it could be a similar yeah, thing. Yeah, and he's done a good job with, with others as well, man. How many pitchers that we had before he came in, like nobody wanted and yep. and just – Jay Happ. Did, exactly. That's a big example. Did, yep. Um, yep. I've heard Estrada. You hope – yeah, Marco Estrada. Thank you. I didn't even think of that one. Um, you big hope name. to God he can be that because I I don't think you lost a ton in the move. I really like Sean Reed Foley. I, I kind of don't like putting him up. He was I such a good arm in the bullpen, though. He didn't do anything, though. That's not what you need, though. The bullpen – Tended to their bullpen, so now it's it's you can get rid of it. He could have been a potential closer for a lot of teams, though, and he's electric in the pen. He had a one point three five ERA in the pen. It's fine. Disgusting, but it's okay. It doesn't hurt all that much. He wasn't going to make this team. That's what it was, though. Was that when you look at it, he wasn't going to make this team. You didn't have a chance to compete for this team, and if that's what you get for a starting pitcher, then that's what you have to give up. Yep, and like it's it. It gives you now you can you have a roster spot for Semyon and Mats, so now you have the roster yep. spots open. Apparently they're yep. not done. Apparently they're still looking at adding a starter, which cool. Um, I've heard. I'm trying Dana to think of the Roark name. Has been who Paxton? Eric Paxton was was one on I the think list. I'm trying Ty to think of the Walker should definitely be in the mix still. I don't know why they would go away from him. Yeah, we're considering they brought him in last year. And... There's names out there. We've been talking on the other podcast a bit about uh, Chris Archer is still out there. I would like to see Carlos Rodon maybe get a chance. Don't do it. You actually want Chris Archer? I I don't think so. But like, you take a flyer on him. At worst, he's going to make like six mil. It's no, it doesn't matter. He's so god on rotation. Yeah, but you take a chance. Matt Shoemaker is still a free agent. I I wouldn't hate seeing him come back because he's a really good person. Like there's out there's names out there obviously. Jake Odorizzi is another I just one. think I would like to see it more from a trade. That was the other name that I heard actually was Odorizzi. Mm-hmm. I think I would just like to see it come from a trade realistically then. Like I'm yeah. not set that any of these starters are going to be what pushes us over the edge and if we're kind of no, making a, a you don't right you now don't. like with getting these bats you're, you're saying you're pushing this is the one thing is like there his uh, Shapiro came out and said like they don't want to go outside they want to use opportunities from the inside, which makes sense and like if that's your your thought process, but what they're doing with the lineup doesn't say that like they brought no. in Semyon on a one year deal as like a let's go we're doing this this year, but then yeah. they that rotation and go no we're gonna wait and give our guys a chance that's not really you're telling me two different stories with both halves of your lineup. Yeah, well apparently also they were in on Tanaka I forgot about that. Okay. I heard that they yeah. made Tanaka an offer, and I, he obviously didn't accept because he's back in the. Uh, Not here. He's going back to Japan. Is he officially going back now? I haven't heard. Yeah, yeah, he already said. Okay. Yeah. He's so, like, there's not really anybody that's in. No. And but that's where I think now, though, that if you look the trade avenue, it's now a trade for we're gonna get another big arm, and it's gonna yeah. cost us one of our pieces, right? So yeah. like we're saying. With Simeon there, it makes it now that you look at like a few of these guys and it's like, you know what? We, we They're expendable. We could get rid of them. I haven't hit a point where I think you need to give away anyone off this roster. Because no, I, you look at Blake Snell and you Darvish and what they went for. You look at Lindor and what he went for. Nobody has gone for anything good. The trade market Darvish, is soft. Exactly. But I think teams are realizing that. 
I, that's what I mean. But like, why would I give up something for a, a starter right now when no one else had before, to? Though, Blake Snow, mm-hmm. obviously upset. Right. Didn't want to be there. He was upset from before the even before the year started when they traded Tommy Pham. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Upset from that moment. So he was a time he was a time bomb taken. Yeah. You right. Darvish upset as well. Same like both vocalized that they were not wanting to be on that team. On the teams that yeah, they were on. Darvish did. I know Snell really never said it either. Like he still said he wanted to be there. He just was upset with what they kept saying it in in his in his attitude and the way that he was like just he didn't say it right out, but he he said it. Wasn't happy that they pulled him in that last game. He told his teammates slap dick prospects before getting to know them. Like he, you don't. Well, he liked Tommy Pham. He was friends with Tommy Pham. And now he's with Tommy Pham back in San Diego, man. Perfect. Um, but like. If I'm looking at those moves, I'm not giving up something premier no. for a guy that isn't what those two are. I just think, unfortunately, for the Jays, that you have to. Like, the Jays, they're just there's that weird thing being the Toronto, being the Canadian team almost, you know? It, it almost feels like we're not as respected the same way that other sure. other teams are because we're the Canadian team in, in America's favorite pastime. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or whatever it is. Just, not not I, America. I don't yeah. like giving up something good for a pitcher yeah. right now because, like, there's so many prospects we can give up. That's fine. Do that. I'm, I don't even yeah. care. Like, no, none of these prospects are coming up anytime soon. The lineup is locked. Like, maybe Austin Dude, Martin. But... Big fires. Come on. He's still there. <laughs> right. I mean, just go yeah, do, you do something with your prospects. Trade them away. You, you built them up for a reason. You don't have a spot for them. Get something that you do need. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, I think that's it. I don't think we got anything else. You have anything no, else left? No. I know. I think there's going to, like you said, there's going to be more to come. They're, they're, yep. they're not done. I, hopefully it's before the season and not during the season. I don't want to wait and see what we have with this rotation. I'd like, I'd like to see I'd like one more arm. And like one more like legitimate arm. Like I'm trying to think of, of who's even out there. Luis Castillo is the guy I want. But. Yeah, but I've heard that he's, his name probably comes with Vlad's departure. No, but it, I've it only might. heard that one time. There's no fucking chance that's even. But it might. That's not even on the table for the Blue Jays right now. For you, <laughs> for the Blue Jays, there's that makes no sense. You're not giving up what a 22 year old prospect with literally five more years of control when nobody has given that up this year. He's nobody. Control. Doesn't matter. He's not. You're not giving up a 22 year old prospect with control for a starter when nobody done. has paid for a starter this year. Doesn't matter what everyone else has done. It's different circumstances. It does, because if that's the option, I'm walking away because it, okay, you're not. You away. But if you're now listening to the fans saying we need another pitcher, we need an ace. You're not doing it guy. for Vlad. Bottom line, you're not doing it for Vlad. He's I'm 22 years old. It's a possibility now that that everybody is every young prospect that we've had is on we the have, table. We, no, no, Vlad's untouchable. Bo's untouchable, and Cabin's untouchable. Lourdes can go because they'll they'll move him. The three of them are untouchable. They're not going anywhere. I'm not believing that yet. Okay. I promise I you, in five years, all three of them will still be on this team. But what has Vlad done on the field to Doesn't show matter. you that he Doesn't is? Doesn't matter. He's younger than any prospect we have in our system right now that's going to make a difference right now, and he can hit 300. Oh, he hasn't, though. And he's he gone on stretches where he just tears the cover off the ball. He, he finished last year at, like, 298. But he hasn't hit 300. He hit uh, I'm just saying he might not be as untouchable as you think, but he's I agree. I, he's untouchable, dude. I'm telling you now because they have such a deep prospect system behind them. He's untouchable. They do not need to deal away from Bo Cavan or Vlad. They have Groshans. They have Martin. They have Arelvis. They have uh, who else is there? Klaffenstein. They have uh, Simeon Woods Richardson. They have what's his name? 
Alec Manoa. They have guys like Kay Thornton. Like there's so many other names. You are not touching Vlad or Bo or Kevin. They're, they're stuck. They're not going anywhere. You're not even thinking about it. You don't know. You know, trust me. This is the Jace. All right. Um, that's it. We got nothing left. Uh, thanks for listening. Follow us at the BNB pod underscore uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Subscribe, Subscribe like to our YouTube channel at the A Sports. It's down below. Oh, it's We're up. not sure what side. I think it's over here, actually. Actually, this is going to be locked in now, so I think it's over bleep, here. Bleep, 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 bleep. Um, yeah. Support Weird, because when I go back, Support the WNHL. I think it's time that we start pushing something like that. Because yeah, let's the league support. is cool. The Toronto Six have some wicked merch. Go buy it. We will uh, We will be sure to give you a weekly update. Yeah, we're, we're going to progress. Because well, I think we got a couple of weeks left, no? There we go. They go till February 5th. Yeah, so we got a couple so we're gonna, one. We're going to ride the Toronto Six hype train to the playoffs. And wow. we'll be there to the very end. We win. We're going to yeah. So, yeah, we're that's, taking it. Over. that's it. We're going to be Minnesota, whatever, who hasn't, haven't lost a game yet. Minnesota, Minnesota Whitecaps. Whitecaps. We're coming for that record. We're going for it. Coming. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week. Same time. Same time every week. We're here Fridays. Cheers. <laughs>